0: Good morning, all right, man, I wish I could feel my heartbeat right now, it is racing, thank you worship team for that, Um, I needed that this morning, also in other unrelated news, I figured out the issue with the podium, it's not people or the podium, it is this floor, if right here is pretty solid, you move it over here, why don't you, you, I just have to tell you all this, because I've been blaming somebody this whole time, so it's the floor, it's not sorry to whomever has felt guilty. From my chastisement from the pulpit. Um, I am really, really excited um, about today. For the, the last several months, God is moving in, in my heart and the hearts of our staff in terms of what He's got for us this year. Um, we do this every year. We take a, a Sunday to talk about where we've been and to talk about where the Lord is leading us in this next year. Um, and I am excited about what the, the Lord has been speaking, and, and I've been kind of dropping a few breadcrumbs here and there. We know that we're going to the book of Hebrews, and we've talked about a few of those things. We've talked about um, the changes that God's made in, in both our worship ministry and in children and youth ministry. Um, but today, I want us to, to take some time to allow us to develop some of that, to really talk about these things in detail so that we're all moving in the same direction at the same time. I'm going to start, um, we're going to start today with Leah and Bethany. Um, they're going to come up and share some stuff with us, and then I'll come up and, and kind of wrap things together and talk about what we're, where we're moving as a church as a whole. Um, and I would ask today, as we're sharing through all this, because here's what can happen. We can, we can look at this day and be like, yeah, this is going to be fun, this is going to be exciting, but I'll wait till next week to engage when we really start the study. Right? And if we do that, here's what's going to happen. Is you're going to miss out on the foresight of what God's doing. Because here's something that happens for me every Sunday. It happened this morning. It's why my heart is racing. Is every week, I spend the week thinking about and praying about the direction that the Lord would have us go for that Sunday. And at the same time that that's happening, Leah is thinking and she's praying and she's asking the Lord for the direction. And this morning, that, that the passage that you shared um, is, is perfect we, we talk, and you mentioned this morning that, that we are to praise in the midst of the storm. And we can all agree that 2020 was a storm, right? That, and we're, we're, we're ready for that era of a life to be long forgotten. And just like Israel, time and time again, just like in the story this morning, we have stood in the face of opposition from the enemy, trying to hinder the work that the Lord is doing. What I get the benefit of every week is I spend the whole week praying and seeking direction from the Lord. And what you guys don't get an opportunity for and the reason I try to tie all those pieces together is all week the Lord's been speaking a message to me and then we get in here and we begin worship and God speaks the same message through Leah and through the worship team. And that is so exciting for me because it's evidence that it's not me trying to move the church in a direction and it's not Leah trying to move the church in a direction. It is God moving us together as we pursue Him. And so today we're going to take the time to set the stage, to prepare the table for the work that the Lord is doing. And so I ask you today to engage your minds, engage your spirits. Because as we, as we talk about the ministry that God has for us, I, I mentioned this several Sundays ago that if you were to take a look around the room, nearly everyone that's in here, or probably everyone that's in here, is deeply involved in a ministry area already. And so our tendency sometimes can be, as someone is talking, we think, well, God's already got me working in a particular area, so I'm good. But what I'm asking today is that, as you guys have already done in so many ways, is to open your hearts, open your minds, and allow the Spirit to speak. Because when we close ourselves off to thinking, I'm already doing all that God will ask me to do, we miss opportunities that God is speaking for us to do a little bit more, okay? And this is not a call for us to just be busy, okay? We dealt with that long ago in the past. What I'm encouraging you today is to keep your spirits alert for the speaking of the Spirit. So that as the Lord is speaking today through our staff members, that he will have the opportunity to speak into your life areas that he may be calling you to. And it may be completely from nowhere and you think, why would God ask me to do that? Okay, but as you are a member of our body, you've probably already experienced God does that on a regular basis. And it's really, really great. So today, as we are hearing from, from Leah and from Bethany and from myself, Let's keep our, our spirits awakened, uh, and I want to pray for us before we begin this morning, and then when I get done, Leah, if you would come and kick us off, uh, and then as soon as she's done, Bethany's going to come share, and then I'll, I'll follow up. Okay, let's pray together this morning. God, I am so thankful to be part of a church that is more passionate about pursuing you than they are about pursuing their own agendas. God, I'm so thankful that you have worked in our hearts in such a way that we have come to know you in a way that we've never known you before that we know through time and time again, through trials and tribulations that we've gone through personally and also as a body. Father, we have discovered you to be a good and loving Father. You are a Father that is worthy of all praise. That we could sing for a thousand years and continue to sing for a thousand more because of the goodness that you have done for us. So Father, as we meet this morning, as we are in your presence, God, as as we bring the vision that you have given to us, God, I ask that what people would hear is a longing from our leaders to pursue you. God, I ask that you would awaken our hearts and our spirits to be attentive to what you are speaking to us individually today. And Father, I ask these things in the name of your wonderful son, Jesus. Amen. Sorry.
1: So... um this is the vision that I'm going to share um, that it has to do with worship is not actually necessarily about Sunday morning worship. This is a, a project that David and I felt really strongly that the Lord laid on our hearts at the end of last year um, and um, kind of roundabout. But but you all know that, uh, probably at least, that, that TGP has a history of songwriting in our past. So um, Lori and Kevin and others wrote songs. Um, and you also know if you've been in Sunday worship that David has also recently been led of the Lord to start writing songs. So um, I had this leading from the Lord that that we should do something for our community, and it should be around original songs um, written by people in our, in our congregation. So um, the vision is that this coming Christmas— Um, TGP will offer a Christmas program for the community um, with all original music. So we've already been speaking with Kevin about it. Um, So Kevin and David will be doing most of the writing. Um, And and the vision is that it would be something that our three bodies actually have already even spoken with Glenn about it, our three bodies, um, Wardville West and Colleen could come together, and um, do together and, and share with the community. And um, last year, I was really praying about God, like how to give this away, how to give away who you are to people. How, how, can, how can we do that? Is there a way that we can do that? Is there a way that we can share with people who maybe wouldn't come through the front doors of our church on a Sunday morning? Is there a way to share with people what you've shown us about who you are? Um, and, and I was particularly thinking about around Christmas this last year. Man, Christmas means something totally different to me. Um, than it used to since coming to TGP, for since coming to learn about abiding and what it means that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us and guiding us and speaking to us. And, and so there were all these thoughts around how can we take that, how can we take that... Um, truth and is there a way to share with others so I don't have a lot of the details for you yet we know that David and Kevin will be writing the music it will God willing be all original but here's where you all come in um I just want you to pray does God want you to be involved in some way um if it's a community outreach there will be um needs that we'll have um to help make that happen um I'm not going to come hunt anybody down. But if you feel led as you pray over it, if you feel led that that God would have you to participate in some way, we want you to be a part of it because I, I'm not thinking of this as just the worship team. Even though, like Lord willing, it will be all of our worship teams involved, um, and maybe then some. You know, some of you if you want to sing and be a part of it, that would be amazing. Um, But again, still fleshing it out. We're still asking God for direction. We're still even asking God for a very specific theme around the music. So if you would pray with us, we know that he has something very specific that he wants developed and shared. So we're praying. We're relying on him for that. We're not just launching into writing songs just generally about Christmas. We're waiting to hear from God about that. Um, But please pray with us. I know it's a long way off, but it's a big project, actually. And um, we're just We're praying about um, how God would have us share the riches of who Jesus is with our community in a way that ministers to them and in a way that communicates love. I was just reading, um, the guy who wrote, Is He Worthy? His name is Andrew Peterson, if you know anything about him. But he has this kind of cool Facebook page. It's called The Rabbit Room. And if you're a Christian artist or interested in that at all, I highly suggest you follow it because he has lots of things there about Christian uh, Christians in the arts and what that means. But there was a podcast that he did recently with a guy who's a singer-songwriter. And he asked him, like, what is art to you? And he said, art to me is, um, something I do to make room for people to meet Jesus. Something I do to make room for people to meet Jesus. And, um, I was asking God, praying about, Lord, can I get some confirmation that we're moving forward with this, that this is what you want? And I read that and I thought, that's what we want. That's what, that's what, that's, I mean, that is the longing of my heart for us to do something for our community that will make room for people to meet Jesus and all that he is and all that he's done for them. So uh, whether they are, believers already and 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 uh for whatever reason they are they don't know who jesus really is yet or whether they're people they're people who have never encountered jesus christ before so that's the vision uh, please pray with us about it and uh, pray pray about if the lord would have you to be involved too and that would be awesome we're super excited about that bethany
2: Alex, you made this a. There we go. <laughs> hey, do y'all need these this music? Can I move it? I'll put it right here. All right, so um, mine's gonna be a bit longer. So uh, get comfy, but. Um, <laughs> The first thing I want to say though is that um, even if you don't have kids or if you don't have kids in the age groups that I'm speaking about, Please know that uh, kids, ministry to kids and teens, um, this is a congregational thing, that we all have a role to play, and so if it's something that you feel doesn't necessarily affect you in the moment, just take a second in your mind and pray um, for that, whatever it is that I'm saying. Um, pray that God will move in, in whatever that is. All right. Um, so I usually start this with a recap of last year but I sort of feel like almost feel like I need to recap the past two years because uh, you know 2020 like didn't feel like a real a regular year um, I'm not gonna fully do that um, but there are a few things that I might talk about that actually started in 2019 um, but they continued through uh, they continued developing through the course of 2020 um, and so what I want you to know is that uh, even though 2020 caused us to live out those values a little bit differently the values themselves remained the same Last year, I told you about the sheer number of kids and teens that we've had come through our uh, our ministry on Wednesday nights regularly, um, and the reason for that is because this is a low-income, rent-only community. Um, except for one, two houses, um, everything is is uh, low rent, and so we constantly have a lot of families moving in and a con- and a lot of families moving out, and so that's something. Um, that has been continuous over the last five years and what we've noticed even this year even in the pandemic is that we've still had that happening we've still had new new kids coming in and kids that we've only been able to be with for a few months um, moving out and so i think that that is something that is always going to shape um, the ministry that we do here the biggest change that happened in 2020 was that Brittany and russ announced that they would be moving in early 2021 and um, while While that might be a little scary to imagine, God already knew and God already started putting things into place, and so I know um, that God is going to fill those holes. In fact, last year, when I said, um, we need help, we need more help on Wednesday nights, God really came through. Um, and a few of these people that I'm going to talk about, they started um, in 2019. But like I said, 2020 kind of felt like a, a weird subcategory of a year. And I feel like our volunteers really um, hit their stride and like started really living into those gifts um, that God, or walking in those areas that God had gifted them in. Um, and so uh, we also had what I'm going to call external volunteers those are um, people who helped in immense ways on Wednesday nights but um, they weren't necessarily there on every Wednesday night and I think that that is really vital for our church body to see that you can be a part of a ministry in many different ways and not just in the ways in which you typically expect so in order for us to get a visual of how this works in our body I'd like for all of our Volunteers to stand up or wave, Kyle. <laughs> um, no, you got to stand. No, you got stand, stand up, up. Colleen Kyle and Craig, That's why Cassandra. Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. So, I like for real, you guys. Look around the room. Like the 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 number of volunteers that we have. Um, and I see Maggie and Debbie not standing up, also. So we've got Ka- Carrie and Kara who um, can't be here this morning. Yeah, y'all can go ahead and sit down. But for real, please listen. Um, Kyle, Will, Russ and Brittany, Michelle, um, she was back there, I don't know if she stood up, Michelle, okay, Um, Craig and Colleen, Colleen leads our our kitchen ministry on Wednesday nights, Cassandra, our newest volunteer, and um, Maggie, who makes herself available whenever we're shorthanded, and then we have our external volunteers, Debbie and Mike, who is our queen of organization and her trusty sidekick. (laughs) <laughs> um, Janet who is our secret behind the scenes volunteer she helps out with a lot of stuff and, and uh, never lets people know but she does Alex who is our resident artist um, who helps our teens learn in visual ways and then um, Mickey can't be here but Mickey is our other newest volunteer and she is our regular prayer warrior over the ministry for the kids and teens and all of the volunteers um, and so uh I want you guys to hear all of you guys that stood up or those that I mentioned who didn't stand up I want you to hear on behalf of the entire church thank you thank you Um, it's been an honor to get to serve alongside of you and I love watching what God has been doing through you and what God has been doing in all of us as we've been abiding in him and walking with him in this ministry thank you I love you guys Um, so on top of that, I wanted us to—I want to um, I note that we also have a lot of Sunday school teachers. Um, they weren't able to be as involved this year because of COVID. Um, but I want the church body to know that we have a lot of people um, who are ministering on a weekly basis to our kids and teens. Um, and so, if you are a Sunday school teacher in this room, or if you're listening to the podcast, I want you to know that you are seen, you are loved, and you are missed. And we can't wait to be back in the classrooms eventually. All right, so what is the vision for 2021? Well, Um, There's not a whole lot that's changing. We're just going to keep living into what God has started um, and walking with him on this journey. But one thing that is different, but not really a whole lot different, is that we're going to be calling the combination of our TGP ministry to people from birth all the way to young adulthood um, next-gen ministry. Um, That's a term that a lot of other churches used. The gen means generation, and I almost worry that that could Imply um, that next gen means that um, that they are not part of our current church body; that they are um, that they are next, um, and so, uh, but. So I don't want you guys to hear that. They're not next. Um, but to be honest with you, um, the title, Ministry to People from Birth to Young Adulthood, is just really long. Um, also, you won't really see that title a whole lot. It's just going to be written in the budget. That's pretty much the only time that you're going to see um, the word next-gen. Um, so uh, what is um, definitely changing and what is new is we have a new children's ministry assistant, Kara. Kara. Um, she can't be here today um, because uh, Connor got exposed to COVID, but she'll be back with us um, this Wednesday, I think, um, and definitely next Sunday. Um, so Kara has stepped in to be our children's ministry or kidmen men assistant. Um, she'll be acting as a lead teacher in that area and helping out all of our kidmen volunteers. Right now, she's fulfilling that role on Wednesday nights, um, but when we are able to get back into the classrooms on Sundays, she's going to be uh, helping out with that as well. We also have a youth ministry assistant, Kyle. He's been with us for -hmm. for several years now. Um, And so I just want to remind everybody that Kyle's there. His role is very similar to Kara's, except for he's working with teens. All right, so our, our values. Um, as always, our values for kids and teens are going to fit into our six TGP distinctives. And if anybody has forgotten, those uh, distinctives were mission, motivation, message, methods, ministry, and multiplication. For teens, um, I, I went through those a lot with you guys this year, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on that, but uh, those values, we defined them as salvation, awareness of sin culture versus Christlikeness, um, experience, experiential abiding, God-given value, continual grace, and biblical literacy. Um, the values that we have for kids are going to be very similar. This is what we want kids to know. First of all, we want them to know God loves me. They are loved by God no matter what. And in fact, they are loved so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for their sins. Um, The second thing is... We want them to know that God wants to spend time with me. We want them to know the many ways that they can spend time with God and that God wants to spend time with them, and we want them to know how to live into or live out that relationship. Uh, The third thing is God gave me gifts and value. We want them to know that God created them as uniquely gifted individuals who have much to contribute to the body of christ we want them to understand that they are a valued part of the body of christ right now and then uh last my parents and church can help me grow Um, so we want them to be surrounded by people who can help them grow in their relationship with the Lord, including their parents and the church body. Uh, we want to equip those people to help kids grow spiritually. That last one is something that I'm going to be spending uh, like a personal investment in this year, is equipping our parents and our church body to help their kids grow spiritually. So how can we as a church live into these values? okay so this one is for just parents but for parents of pre-k and elementary and even up to middle schoolers we have an app um, it places an emphasis on enabling parents to have gospel con- conversations with their kids and I've gotten some great feedback about it already from some of the parents who've tried it out so um, I'd love to tell you more about that and about the things that we're going going to be doing this year but I'm gonna do that in one-on-one conversations with parents um, and so I'm not gonna spend a ton of the time on this but I'd love to get together with you guys one-on-one for the congregation as a whole. Um, there are ways that we can encourage those values that I discussed those things that we want kids to know one of the biggest things that we can do as a congregation is to model each one of those things kids need to see us spending time with God participating in life groups using our gifts to benefit the body and sharing our stories of where we've seen God at work around us we need to make an effort to help our kids get to church so that they can watch the weekly video and sing the song of the month um, Leah has placed that at the beginning of the service so that kids can feel involved throughout the rest of the service. When we start the service off as kid-centered and this is something that they're like, oh, I, I recognize this. I connect with this. I know the words to this song. They can continue the rest of the, the service uh, in feeling involved in it and not as just our, like, other accessories that we bring with us to church because that's not what they are. They are a part of the body. Um, And so if you don't have kids, y'all... Sometimes it is hard for us to get our kids in the door. It is hard to get them out of the car, in here, get them all settled. And so if you don't have kids, look around for ways to help a parent do that. I mean, sometimes it can be something just as small as tying a kid's shoe or grabbing their basket and bringing it to their seat for them because their parents have their hands full with with everything else. So just find ways um, to support uh, the parents around you and also know that During church, kids are going to be wiggly and noisy. It's just who they are. And I want, um, when you hear that noise, when you see those wiggles, take a minute to pray and thank God for the work that he's doing in the kids in uh, TGP. Um, All right, so next... Um, as I was just talking about, we're going to be making an effort to help our TGP kids share their story and use their gifts in different ways during the service each week. Um, For kids, sharing their story doesn't necessarily mean um, sharing what we call like the gospel, the plan of salvation. It means um, giving them agency to say to themselves and to others, I am a valued part of the body of Christ, and God created me uniquely with gifts to benefit the church body. And that's why we're including their video at the beginning of the service. That's why we have the song of of the month, um, so that they can connect with the worship service and see themselves as a valued part of the whole. Um, that's why we've even. That's even why we've included the things in the basket each week. They're not just things to keep the kids occupied. Um, they're not just quiet fidget toys. Yeah, there's some fidget toys in there, but um, they are important tools to help them connect with the worship service on their developmental level. Um, we might even be doing things like occasionally bringing kids up on the stage to do things like maybe sharing their um, their memory verse or. Uh, um, leading us in in the motions to a song or something. Leah is going to be in charge of, of figuring out what that looks like in our church body, and so she'll let us know um, whenever that comes. Um, but whether, um, well, but what I want you guys to know again that having the, our kids involved in all these ways in the service is. How we teach them to to say, I have gifts and a story to share. I am valued, I am loved, and I am important to God. Um, And so whether you have kids or not, Um, it's important for us as a church body to encourage these things and that um, when we see kids being involved in the service in different ways, um, support that. They need their entire church family telling them that they have God-given value, that they are loved by God, that they are important to God Um, and that they're a part of the body right now. They are not our accessories that we bring to church with us. Um, So finally there's other things that we're going to need in 2021 the first thing that we're going to need whenever the whenever all the pandemic stuff ends is we're going to need sunday school teachers Um, we sent some of our wonderful teachers out to colleen and that left some gaps we're going to need to be able to fill those gaps eventually when we're able to get back in the classrooms Um, wednesday night help We're most likely going to need leaders on Wednesday nights. It might come as a shock, but when Brittany moves, she's also going to take Russ with her. So that's two volunteers that we're losing right there. Um, Colleen's going to have a baby soon, and I imagine that Craig's going to take some time off with her as well. So that's four volunteers that were going to be short on Wednesday nights, so please pray about whether or not God wants you to come help in that role. Um, Kara has definitely expressed concern about being shorthanded when she teaches the children on Wednesday nights. Um, not right now, but she is worried that that's a possibility in the, in the months to come. Um, so please pray if maybe that would be you. You don't have to teach. Um, Kara's going to be doing the teaching. All you have to do is, uh, like what Russ does on Wednesday nights, he comes and he just hangs out with the kids he does whatever the activity is that they're supposed to be doing he has his little you know group of kids and he's like okay let's do this you know and he just participates he leads by example um, by just participating in the lesson we're probably gonna need people like that to just come participate be a kid and then Wednesday kitchen help. Um, Colleen has been doing our food ministry, and like I said, she's going to be having a baby in a few months. Cassandra has stepped in to help out with that, but she's probably going to need an extra hand in the kitchen uh, in a few months. Then um, possibly cleaning help. This is just, I'm throwing this out there. Um, We could possibly use some uh, some cleaners because a lot of our leaders have kids and they have to get their kids home at a certain time at night on Wednesday nights because it's a school night the next night I mean and even it's not a school night like as parents we we know that it helps to get our kids in bed at the same time and so because our leaders have kids that they've got to get in bed that staying afterwards to clean up takes extra time and I don't know if you're somebody who is uh doesn't want to hang out with kids but will be happy coming up here and mopping the fellowship hall floor and praying over that ministry each week um Maybe, maybe that's for you. I don't know. I'm just going to uh, just throw that out there. Um, and then, you know, once we get back in the classrooms, we're going to need help sanitizing toys and and keeping those rooms clean and sanitary as well. All right. And then finally, all of this takes money. So I wanted to say thank you for your gifts. Thank you. Um, God has provided for this ministry in awesome ways through your gifts over this past year. And I just wanted to say thank you for being a part of God's provision. Brittany says grocery shop. Yes. Well, um, I have a plan. But, but. Yes, we might... Okay, so Brittany mentioned last time that she has... Um, she usually does the grocery shopping, and um, she is not going to be doing that, like, starting at the end of this week, right? Because we start our next, like, meal cycle. So um, that, that could be something that could be part of kitchen help or... Yeah, that's actually... That's an external help that you wouldn't even necessarily be involved with kids in. Um, so anyway, but I wanted to say... Um, Speaking of grocery shopping, the food, you guys, that, that is one of the ways that you have provided financially. All that food that we feed our kids in our neighborhood every week, that costs money every week. And you guys have provided for that. So I want you to guys to know that even if you haven't been here every week, you have been an important, a hugely important part of the ministry that has happened for the past five years. Um, All right, so the last note is I I wanted to say that in this ministry, we we trust in God alone. We put our hope in him. It doesn't matter how much money we throw at it. It doesn't matter if we say the right words or if we play the right games or sing the right songs on Sunday mornings. Um, Those things, again, those things are tools. We don't put our faith in them. We put our faith and our trust and our hope in God alone because God is the one who changes hearts. God is, is the one who speaks speaks to those hearts and draws them, not any kind of magical thing that we do on Sunday mornings. Um, So even though I just said all of the stuff that we're going to need, um, those are tools. Those are tools. Um, And we were putting our trust in God alone for the spiritual growth of our kids and our teens. I was hoping that we could have a time of congregational prayer and blessing over Kyle and Kara this week, but um, Kara can't be here because of, because of Connor being exposed to COVID. So um, I just want you guys to know that that's coming in the near future. Maybe even next week, um, it's coming. We're going to pray and bless our, um, our Kidman assistant and our youth assistant. So, All right, that's it. Thanks for hanging in there.
0: Um, for those of you listening to the, to the podcast, I don't know if y'all noticed it in here, but I realized a while ago as I was whispering to my child, fussing at her, that my microphone was still on. So I apologize if anyone heard that. And if you didn't hear it in here, that's great. It will probably show up in the podcast. So, hey, look, life is a parent, right? Like, that's just that's how it works. Thank you guys both for sharing this morning. Um, I, I hope that you're seeing, as I, as I speak today, that there are some very specific themes um, that the Lord has been speaking to all of us. Obviously, Bethany and I talk on a regular, right? We're married, we live together, that's part of the relationship. Leah and I, however, don't. Um, I mean, we talk an appropriate amount of time. Um, Why did that just get weird? I don't know. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, welcome to my world. Um, Anyway, she and I have talked a lot, but not specifically about the things that I'm going to talk about today. And so I'm excited to see, again, the Lord confirming all these things. So I do want to talk, I want to start today by talking about where we've been, okay? Um, I have mentioned this before, but who could have guessed that when we began the study of Ecclesiastes, as God began to speak that at the end of 2019, that coronavirus was coming, and that the world as we knew it would begin to unravel at the seams, right? Like ministry for us, as Bethany has already talked about, from a children's perspective, from a youth perspective, from an adult ministry, and we think about our life groups and things like that, has looked completely different this year than they ever have in the past. And so I want to say thank you for you guys for, for sticking in there. What, what has happened is what we've seen in our church body is that for you guys, you value Those relationships, and you value your relationship with God immensely. And we, you guys, have done such a great job of working around all the restrictions and all the things that we've had to deal with. Um, We began that study when we were looking at the Book of Ecclesiastes with the truth that our lives are temporary, and knowing that they're temporary doesn't change their value in any way. It doesn't diminish it, but rather it gives us more reason to appreciate what we have. If we've walked through 2020, if we've felt these separations. We have come to value and to see the value in the way that we were able to do life before and that we will be one day be able to do again. We, we see life as a gift and its purpose is found in knowing God, in developing our relationship with Him as the, as the author of Ecclesiastes says that living in right relationship, loving and obeying God is where we found and where we find our true and lasting hope and joy. Jesus reminds us that the greatest thing we can ever do is to love God with all that we are and to love our neighbors. In doing just those two things, not only are our lives going to ma- be made full, but they're going to feel fulfilled because of the work of what God is doing in our lives. Um, I love that Bethany brought out our distinctives this morning. As as she and Leah were talking, I was making notes. Um, but I want to remind us. I'd already written this down that our mission is to lead people to know God. That is who we are, it's what we do. Two years ago we walked through the book of Exodus and we learned what it meant to join God in setting people free. We experienced for ourselves the freedom that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ that is based in the grace that He provides for us. And as we live out that freedom in front of the world, they are drawn to Christ by the work that He's doing in our lives. They're not drawn to us because we're good people. They're drawn to us because they see the grace that the Lord has for us. And they see how that affects our lives. And we, as we talked about in Ecclesiastes, we live in the midst of a broken world. I love that we did that last song this morning. It has that line, do we see that the world is broken? We do, right? But as we live in the midst of that brokenness, Our relationship with God allows us to continue to have hope and joy because we know that it's found in Him and not in our external circumstances. Our call to lead people to Christ is a calling to share the hope and the joy of Christ in the broken world in which we live. Rather than offering cheap words or trying to soothe the pain, we step into those hard places and we live in the hardness with the people that God has placed in our lives. God has used these last two years, church, to grow us as a body, even to the point of having uh, us send about half of our people to a new location to begin a new work there. And listen, I want you to think about this for a minute. We launched a church in December, okay? I want to just bring your mind to something. No one launches a church in December because it's, it's not a good time because everybody's gone, right? But the Lord said to do it, and we did. No one launches a church in a pandemic, because everyone's separated. But God said to do it, so we did. We don't, we're not doing this because it's the right time. We're doing these things because the Lord is calling us to do them. And, and I want to make a point for you to understand that you have played the most vital role in all of this in living and walking in obedience to what God has called you to do. I love the fact that as I look around this room, I have confidence that every person that is sitting here has prayed and asked the Lord, am I to stay at West or are you calling me to go to Colleen? And you guys have walked in obedience to what God's called you to do. God is working in our lives personally and in our life as a church because you are walking in obedience to what he has spoken. Right? Right? Rather than living for yourselves, you all have made intentional life changes to be obedient to God's call, no matter what it costs you. And I want to say thank you for that. We are who we are, not because of my leadership, not because of the leadership of the elders. We are who we are because you all have made decisions to be obedient to God, and that is significant. It's not normal for the church today, but it is the norm for us We began and ended our study in Ecclesiastes with this verse, Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. It says, when all has been heard, the conclusion of the matter is this, fear God and keep his commands because this is for all humanity. Church, we see over and over again in scripture that it is for our very best. It's the very best thing that we can do for ourselves is to place God in the very center of our lives. We see it in creation. God created us to be in a relationship with Him. Here in Ecclesiastes, the author tells us that the most important thing for all of humanity, the only lasting thing that anyone can ever do, is to pour themselves into their relationship with God. We see Jesus answering the Pharisees when they ask Him about what's the greatest commandment. He says that we are to love God. We look at this often because it's good for us to center around this, but look with me again at Matthew 22, verse 37. He said to them, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. We see Jesus role modeling for us what it looks like to live in that kind of relationship that the author of Ecclesiastes is pointing to. That's why Jesus came. He came to say, look, y'all, this is what I meant when I created you in the garden to live in relationship with me. This is what I had in mind. In John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus replies, I tell you, truly I tell you, the Son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son likewise does these things. Look, not only does God want us to live with him, but he wants to live in us and work through us. He goes on to tell us what that's going to look like in the next verse. In verse 20, he says, for the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. And he will show him greater works than these so that you will be amazed. God wants to work through us just like he worked through Jesus. As we talk about the ministries that God's called us to this morning with with what Leah has shared and with what Bethany has shared, the focus, the goal is that we would live as Jesus lived, that we would serve, that we would love in the way that Jesus loved as we abide in Him, as God reveals Himself, as He speaks the things that He has for us to do, and as we obey, we develop our relationship with Him. That is why we are where we are today, because we have been committed to that. Through that obedience, we're able to show the world the truth about who God is. We know about who God is because we have lived in that obedience, because we have made the decision to abide. In John chapter 14, Verses 12-14, through Jesus said this, Truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these, because I'm going to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I will do it, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. We are reminded every year at this time, we make a point to bring us back to what's most important. Glenn walked us through this kind of as his... Last hoorah in the pulpit before he left the launch Colleen, we talked about the ABCs, abiding, blessing, and committing to community. As we live in a progressively uh, growing relationship with God, these three things are going to happen, not because we're trying really hard, but because God is working those things in us and through us. And as we begin this new study, I'm so excited about the growth that's going to continue to happen in our lives. I was thinking about this, this this weekend as I was typing this stuff up. Think of, just think back three or four years in your life. Think about who you were as a person and where your relationship with God was. And look at where it is today. I want you to spend some time this weekend thinking through that. Because if you're anything like the people that I'm doing life with, you're in a completely different place now because of your pursuit of God. There is evidence of that progressive, growing relationship in your life. 2020 was a tough year, but in spite of that, God continued to work in each of our lives. And as we're venturing into 2021, God is going to continue that work by helping us to know Him even more this year. We're going to talk about this more next week, but the book of Hebrews, it was given really as a sermon. It wasn't a written letter like most of the epistles were, but it was a sermon given to encourage a church that was going through a really hard time. And how appropriate is that, right? God is... His, uh, has us in this book. He has us studying the book of Hebrews so that we can be encouraged and so that we can share that encouragement with the people in our lives. I want to I read with you just a few verses out of Hebrews chapter 13. It says, Now may the God of peace who brought you up from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Listen to this. Says, May he equip you with every good, everything good to do his will, working in us what is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Listen, God's going to use this study to equip us for the work that he's called us to. God is going to use this study to make us even better at doing our ABCs, at being even better at pursuing him. Okay, so now I want to talk about where we're headed, Okay. When Leah first began to talk to me and Glenn about this musical, um, she said this, and I think I'm quoting her right, but she said, We have been given a gift that the world needs. And what she's talking about is this abiding relationship that we have discovered. We know God in a way that most people don't. And she was talking specifically about God revealing to us what it means to abide. Today, as she was speaking, she said, She asked this question, how do we share with people who you are? And she's talking about God. How do we share that? We share that by sharing our stories. I love that phrase, making room for people to meet Jesus, because I feel like that is the purpose of this study of the book of Hebrews. We spent the last few years talking specifically about the history of God working in the lives of His people. We walked through the book of Exodus, we walked through the book of Ecclesiastes, and I really appreciated both those times Russ brought us back to the book of Genesis to talk about the beginning. Because here's what's happened, church. We have come to see this story not as something that's just in Scripture. It's not a story that's over there anymore. This is our story. We've learned to see ourselves in the story. This story has fundamentally changed who we are because it's it's helped us to, to understand Scripture, to understand who God is. God's desire for us is to share our story. Our story as the people of God should be known in a way that we can share it. This story has changed our lives and has the power to change the lives of the people that we love. We talked about this before, about the value of stories, right? Remember talking about that with Glenn, that stories are all we have, right? I'm not writing new scripture each week, obviously, that would be bad, okay? But what I do have is my personal experiences with God. As I spend time with Him on a regular basis, The Lord is working, He's speaking, and He's doing things in my life. And by sharing those stories, people get a glimpse of who God is. But those stories of what happened on day to day are not the only stories that we have to share. We also have the story of God's redemptive work for His people that began when He created us. That is our story. This is our story. This is the story that is told through the book of Hebrews with specific purposes of encouraging the church. And listen, our world needs encouragement just like we do. As we focus in on our redemptive history, we'll be learning how to share that story in a way that it brings encouragement to other people. That as we look at God redeeming His people, that we're going to ingest those things in a way that we can share them. That those stories are not stories in the Bible anymore, but that's my story. All of the things that we've already heard today from Leah and Bethany are for this same purpose. I love these things that, that God has given Bethany. God loves me. God wants to spend time with me. God gave me gifts and value. And my church and my and the parents can help me grow. She says, we're going to model a relationship with God before our children. Church, we're going to model a relationship with God before the world. Because that's what God's called us to do. Our mission is to what? To lead people to know God. And how do we do that? We do that by inviting Him into our lives. And saying, let me tell you about what God has done for His people. And you're one of them. We're going to do that by sharing with others that they too have the same redemptive history that we have. That that story is also their story. This is our goal, our, our goal. This is our call. This is our mission. I want to end with a couple of passages of Scripture today. First one out of Philippians chapter 2. It's verses 5 through 11. Paul says, Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited, Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity, and when he had come as man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, in heaven and on earth and under earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. Church, there's a broken world before us. A world full of adults and a world full of children who are desperate to hear that God is real and that He loves them more than they could ever imagine. This too is our story. We were lost in sin and Jesus came and He saved us. Ephesians 2 uh Chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. This is where we're going to close out. It says, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you previously walked according to the ways of this world, according to the ruler of the power of air and the spirit now working in the disobedient. We too all previously lived among them in our fleshly desires, carrying out the inclinations of our flesh and thoughts. And we were by nature children under wrath as others were also. But God who is rich in mercy because of His great love that He had for us, made us alive with Christ even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace. He also raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavens in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages He might display the immeasurable riches of His grace through His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For you are saved by grace through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift. Not from works, so that no one can boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of us. A time for us to do. Church, this is our story. And it's a story worth sharing. As we walk through the book of Hebrews, we're going to see the author pinpoint specific things in God's redemptive plan for his creation. And in studying that, we're going to see ourselves again in these stories. We're going to gain a greater understanding of how indescribable God's work is in the lives of people. And we're going to look at that indescribable work and we're going to figure out a way to describe it. We're going to figure out a way to communicate it to people in a way that they can grab it the way we have grabbed it. Our goal is to to digest these stories in a way that we can share them. Church, Hebrews, that's where we're going. And it's a story worth sharing. Let's pray together. God, I am so excited about the work that you have for us this year. I'm excited about the things that we're going to learn. I'm excited about the struggles that we're going to have. Because we're going to get to walk through those not alone, not feeling separated, but being united in you. Father, I pray that as we we step off into this new study, as we step off into 2021, and the new things that you're calling us to, whether it be a musical at the end of the year, or children's ministry, or youth ministry, God, I ask that you would give us a holy desire to share the story that you have given us that you would let us see ourselves as people that have been redeemed and to share that story in such a loving way that people would be drawn to you that they could share in that story as well. Jesus, we ask these things in your name. Amen.